You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Hi, and welcome to episode 128 of the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast with Nick and Amy and our dogs today. Hopefully they'll be quiet. And today's episode is what to do when your spouse won't communicate about sex or anything else. Um, You hear us constantly talk about how important communication is in marriage. You're probably sick of hearing about that. Um, But we know that almost anything can be resolved with good communication. But what happens when you have a spouse that doesn't want to talk or communicate because they're afraid it'll start a fight, they're uncomfortable talking about the subject, and so they just shy away from it. And so in this podcast, we are going to give you, I think, a really, really good thing that you can do that one of our listeners did and it literally transformed their marriage. You're, not, was, you're not in your head. But I you're, spe- total- you're speechless. I'm in total agreement, and I wish, it's not like I had never thought of it, but I wish I would have came up with that easy solution, because it really is easy, and it's completely changed his marriage. Yeah, for sure. And it's not like we haven't done that in our marriage, I just, for some reason, hadn't even thought about, wow, this is like an amazing solution. Well, and even in our relationship, I think earlier on, we had a really hard time I would shy away from talking about difficult things because it was uncomfortable and I would just be like, you know, I don't want to start an argument. So I'm, I don't want to talk about this. And Nick knows I can argue. And I, and Amy, Amy is the best arguer ever. She, she's really good at it. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't make me feel like we're fighting. It doesn't make me feel like there's a whole bunch of contention. I have like no problem just being like, let's discuss this. And you're like, no, let's not. But we totally had this in our marriage, right? Where there were a lot of things we didn't discuss because maybe it was uncomfortable or we were afraid it would start a fight. Or I got to a point where I'm like, I'm sick of discussing this and you're not listening. So I'm just going to close down now. I was super guilty of that because I'm like, if you're not going to talk with me or argue this out, I mean, we don't really argue anymore. And now it's, we've learned how to have conflict um, resolution, but at the moment, like, if you keep wanting to talk to your spouse about something and they just don't want to. They just shut down. They shut down. You finally shut down, too. Yeah. And then you. And then it just builds and builds and builds. We get a ton of comments from so many people. And, you know, the comments are, you know, my something like, my spouse won't listen to me anymore. Or my spouse doesn't want to talk about it. And so they, they don't. I mean, we hear these comments all the time. Like Amy said about couples that just stop communicating because it's uncomfortable or because they're afraid it's going to start conflict. So what do you do when you've exhausted all efforts and your spouse just won't communicate anymore? That's what we're going to hit. 
uh, in this podcast. But before we jump in, let's talk about the reasons why a spouse may not want to communicate. And we've kind of hit on these. Um, you know, first is obviously maybe they don't want to get in an argument. Nobody really wants to get in an argument, right? Yeah, so you shy away from it, and you're like, okay, we'll just sweep it under the rug. And you know exactly in your marriage, especially a couple years in, what, what is going to start an What's going to trigger it, right? right? For sure. Everyone has There's their certain things. topics that are just like, man, I am going to stay away from this. Absolutely. Yeah, do not, en- do not enter that zone. Um, another reason is, you know, like I said, could get uncomfortable talking about things, so you just shy away from it. And the third is, you know, your spouse may have a different communication style. And we've talked about this in previous episodes, and we'll just hit upon it very briefly here. But, you know, we have different love languages, and we have to learn what our spouse's love language is. We have different sex languages. It's so important to learn how your spouse communicates, because if if you're trying to communicate in a way that they don't communicate, then that barrier is going to be up there. That wall is going to be up there and it's going to be really hard to communicate. And just like we have completely different love languages, me and Nick have opposite ones. We also have completely opposite communication languages. But but we've had to learn how to deal with them, right? Yes. It took took time. (laughs) And I think my communication style has really changed over time. And Amy's even said that. She's like, oh, you're totally different than you were when we first got married. And I, I think, think I have too, yeah. And I think practicing and, and learning that, oh, it's, a, it's comfortable to talk about this or, you know, just really diving in the deep end, so to speak, um, you really can change your communication style or learn to communicate differently based upon just doing more of it. Mm-hmm. So real quick, um, the procrastinator is one of the communication styles. And this is someone who wants to talk about things but needs time to think about it and gather their thoughts. Uh, the procrastinator also has a tendency of putting things off because maybe they're uncomfortable about talking about it. Um, they continuously put things off waiting for the right time. The problem is that right time may never come. The shotgun communication style is the type of person that wants to get everything out and talk about the issue right now and resolve it so that they can just move forward. And that's, you know... Would you say you're that type of communication style sometimes, right? um, And I'm like that sometimes. Yeah, I think we're both, like, I think there's situations in marriage where you could be both, like, a couple different kind or you change the way you are. But I'm definitely, like, I have no problem just coming out and being like, I'm upset about this. Let's bash it out right now. Yeah. But there's also been times in our marriage where I'm like, I just want to sleep on this. I'll deal with it tomorrow because I don't want to talk to you right now, which is not yes, healthy. Yes, there has been. Which is not healthy. So, yeah, it can For change. Sure. So, the next two communication styles are probably the ones you're dealing with um, in your relationship if you're not having that good communication. And that is the hoarder. And this is the type of person that doesn't like or doesn't feel comfortable communicating. So they just keep all the thoughts to themselves and they don't open up with their spouse. Think of the think of the show Hoarders where they're just piling up crap. piling up crap <laughs> and it keeps piling up until it one day is just too much and it becomes uninhabitable or you know And if you're piling up emotions in your marriage or resentment and they just get bigger and bigger, you're just going to explode, right? Eventually, they're just going to explode. Exactly. 
And the next one is the non-confrontational. This person has an opinion or thoughts about something, but rather than cause an argument or disagreement, they will just agree with their spouse. Um, I, this is Nick, and especially at the beginning of our marriage, just avoid kind of the avoidance style, right? Like just I don't let's talk not talk about. about this because I know it's going to oh. start a fight, or I just don't want to talk about this. Yeah, I'd rather have peace, right? I just rather have peace. It's a very per- passive personality. You've gotten better at this because that can actually be unhealthy because then one person is not being heard. And right? yeah, yeah. One it can pers- be healthy and unhealthy. There's a fine balance to this one. Well, in all of them, but you need to, you need to be able to share your feelings instead of just always trying to please the other person. That's healthy. But it's also healthy to have a little passive personality and just want peace too, right? For sure. And we jump into these these four communication styles um, back in podcast number 97, if you haven't already listened to that one. Because I think that's really important to understand what you are, what your spouse is, and how you can... Balance that communication. Embrace two different styles. For sure, because it's hard. It's so, so hard. So I think there are many couples and individuals that have these two communication styles. And this makes it difficult for open and good communication to happen. So again, getting back to if you are a couple and you're, you've been trying to communicate with your spouse, they don't want to talk about it. They shy away from talking about it. And you just don't know what else to do to to. Get your feelings across to them. Obviously, you can't sit down and force them to listen. We, we know that. So what do you do when you're in that situation and you've pretty much completely given up? Well, we are going to give you the solution. So we had, we had a really good... Um, I think I shared it possibly in the last one. But probably not in great detail. So we had um, a husband reach out to us about a month and a half ago. And he was just begging for help. His entire marriage had turned into like a roommate status. He's like, I don't get any affection anymore from my wife. There's no sexual intimacy. The communication's bad. She won't talk to me. She just doesn't want to talk about these things at all. And I'm just really struggling because I really, really feel alone in my marriage. Was Which it, nobody wants to feel, right? That's not why we get married. Well, like and, and I, was it safe to say that he was pretty much at, at his end? He didn't know what else to do? And he's I just think like, he was just beyond frustrated. It had been months, I don't know, longer than months that they had like talked about this kind of stuff. But I have no idea how many years it had been that he'd been feeling like this. So I think everybody gets to a point where they're just like, I'm I done. love my spouse, but I literally can't live like this anymore. There's yeah. a lot of couples that feel like that. They get to this breaking point. They're like, I don't want to leave my family. I love my spouse. I truly do. I want to be faithful and loyal. I'm just not happy anymore. And happiness, I mean, we all want to be that feel that joy in our marriage, not just be roommates with someone, right? For sure. Because marriage, marriage and love changes over time. So it's easy to slip into that. So he was at a breaking point. And we got him to listen to some episodes, um, try to just really make him realize how important it was for him to be happy. Because I think a lot of husbands or wives just get to a point where, like, my happiness just doesn't matter, I don't think. Right? Yeah. And of They're course it does. Life. 
Like, who wants to be married to someone that's not fulfilling their needs, too? Like, it's a two-way street. So, he had did he did something that I thought was fantastic. And she wasn't wanting to listen. She wasn't wanting to communicate or talk about things anymore. She's just like, I don't need this. I don't need this. Just deal with it. So, he wrote her a letter. And this is our big solution. Because their communication had gotten to a point where he just felt maybe he was nagging her for this or that or this is how I feel. Oh, you just want this for this reason. You get to a point where you both just kind of stop like we said. This is such a fantastic solution to really expressing how you feel and there's something so powerful. You used the word powerful before. There's something so powerful about a handwritten letter expressing how you're feeling, well, especially from a husband. Well, I think, too, if you look back um, before we really got into social media and the Internet and all those things, people expressed their love or how they felt through song, through poem, um, through writing a letter, through books. Like, that's that's the way people put the most powerful um, feelings and thoughts into things is is by writing it down and 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 sharing that through writing right mm-hmm. and so what a powerful way to be able to truly share how you care and just just kind of thinking about it i mean here's some of the reasons why i think a letter and writing these things your personal feelings down in a letter works so much better sometimes than just talking um I think number one, you can often share your thoughts and feelings on paper a lot easier than in person. When you're when you're putting it down on paper, you can throw exactly how you feel down on paper with no interruptions. Um, when you get in a conversation, a lot of times the conversation gets going back and forth. You start bringing up past things, and then it then it kind of get off gets off the rails a lot mm-hmm. of times where. Writing something down, you you can just write exactly how you feel and not have to, you know, get off track at all, right? Well, and you can take multiple days or a week to write it because you come up with, oh, I forgot that I want to add this in. Like, that's what's so amazing is you can take your time at it. And you have like time, time to think about it. Exactly. Um, the, the other thing it does is it also allows, you, allows your spouse to read it and to have time to think about it. Totally agree. Like there's something about being able to read something over a couple times to really take it in. Yeah. Right? Yeah, And exactly. I'm sure his letter in this situation was very, very vulnerable. And heartfelt. And very heartfelt. Like this is where I'm at in our marriage. I am lonely. I, I can't go on like this. You could text someone or tell someone that all day, but when you write it down, you know it's serious, right? Yeah. And I think, too, um, unlike a conversation where it can become uncomfortable or you're fearful it's going to start an argument, there's none of that with a letter. Right. You can write a letter and the person receiving the letter is is no knows it's not going to be confrontational. It's not going to be uncomfortable. They can read that letter and hopefully truly take in how the other person's feeling. And I think, too, it also provides a way to not get off track or not have that other person misinterpret things. 
When you write things down, it's typically a lot clearer. You know how the other person feels. Like Amy said, you can read it over and over again and uh, not have a misunderstanding or misinterpretation of that. And for a positive um, example, Nick can say, I love you so much, you're everything to me. He can text me, I mean, it, just the words, it means a lot. But then if he texts it to me, I'm like, oh, it's on my text. I can reread that. That means a lot. But when he sits down and writes a card or a handwritten letter saying, this is how I feel about you. This is, this is how much I love you. <laughs> oh, that makes a big difference, right? Some of the cards I've written to Amy, she's she's blushing already. I could I could probably be hired by Hallmark. <laughs> he totally could. Like I've got a stack. Like he is such a like handwriting letter romantic, and I suck at it. But I'm like, if that's your love language, probably tell me now. <laughs> oh. I, so Hallmark, if you're out there listening, give me a call. Uh, Four three five. <laughs> Anyways, I just really think there's a powerful difference in telling someone something versus writing it in hand. We just don't write anymore. So yeah. I think that makes it, it even more powerful. And it's so much more powerful, I think, too, when you write something. So like like this gentleman's experience, you know, I don't, did we already share kind of how he, how, oh, what's so happened? Oh, so he ended up writing us back and just saying, this is what I did. I hand wrote my wife a really vulnerable honest letter telling her exactly where I was at in the marriage and I don't know what it said but he said I just want you guys to know that the last month has been life-changing for me she agreed to sit down to really open up and discuss our situation where we were at in the marriage what was missing he's like we have gone on romantic dates my wife wants to kiss me be close to me it's changed our relationship and that's exactly what amazing communication can do i think when we're trying to talk about something really serious or how we feel just talking sometimes we express um we're talking at them where this way is expressing to them I think it's a totally different way of communication that is just amazing. I wish, I hope and wish that more people would take the time to write a handwritten letter. Even if it's just expressing love to each other. So my goal this year is to write you a song. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, but to, if you're... But only if you'll perform it. Yeah, I'll perform it too. Oh, It'll be gosh. a good one. Nick's an amazing singer. A rap, <laughs> a rap, a rap from a white guy. Um, so... If you're, once again, if you're a spouse that's dealt with this, try writing your spouse a letter. Opening up, being vulnerable, sharing, just gushing your feelings and thoughts on paper and giving it to them and see if your experience is like this other gentleman's where your your relationship is just transformed. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we really believe this can work and we love that he shared his experience with us because this is... You know, again, we always hit on communication, but this is something we had never quite, uh, we haven't approached this way because we still do get continuously get people saying, oh, I just give up. My wife won't listen to me. She won't talk to me anymore. I've tried numerous times to talk to them or my husband and they just won't talk to me anymore. And it's, it's frustrating because we're like, oh, if they could just have that communication. And sometimes we have to look at different, we have to look at a situation 
and approach it in different ways. And sometimes it's not always the simple way of just, oh, sit down and talk together, which really is a simple way. But for a lot of people, sometimes that just doesn't work. And so things have to be approached in a different way. And I thought that, you know, the way this was approached with, uh, with, with putting thoughts down on paper in this letter was just brilliant. I agree. Um, I once read a quote, and I want to read it. Um, it said, good communication begins and ends with making sure it's love that flows through your speech and actions and nothing else. I think when it comes down to communicating, we get to a point where if there is some kind of issue, like I said, we're kind of talking at them. We're just trying to attack the problem. When you approach communication in a full sense of love, that's what changes everything. And I think that's the wrong. entire point, right? Yeah, totally agree. So give, a, give this a try. Let us know how it works in your relationship. Uh, we really hope it does, just like it did for, for this other individual. And Valentine's Day is coming up. If you need some good stuff for your spouse uh, to bring you closer together, go check out what we got in the Ultimate Intimacy shop at shop.ultimateintimacy.com. And anything else before we sign off? We hope you find ultimate intimacy in your relationship.